Joe Biden looks to have won the election. We're going to look at the different myths and facts that are roaming around the Internet, as well as the most important question that no one seems to be asking. How did Donald Trump almost win? Welcome to the Levi Erickson Show. We are going to be looking at the election. Uh, first off, wow, this has been one of the most anticipated elections of all time and one of the most controversial, and it couldn't have been closer. Every one of the states that Donald Trump lost, that he was had to win, he only lost by less than a percentage point. Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan was the only one he lost by a fair majority. Uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, it appears he'll also lose Georgia. Um, Arizona, if he loses it, it's going to be really razor, razor sharp, uh, flipping states. Uh, Biden was able to win by only a couple of states that he, that he flipped from Donald Trump that he lost, that, uh, Hillary Clinton lost in 2016. It was really tight election all the way through. Um, but we learned a bunch of things that we didn't expect to learn. First of all, the one thing that we all expected to learn is that the polls were absolutely incredibly wrong in every shape form imagination. Not only were they long about the presidential polling where Donald Trump was supposed to lose the popular vote by anywhere from seven to fourteen percent, when he only lost by three to four percent. He also lost the the polls were also completely long and wrong in places like Florida, where he was supposed to lose by anywhere from three to five percent and he ended up winning it by three percent. They need to get new jobs immediately. They have lost all credibility. No one should ever trust their word again. The presidential races, they were wrong pretty all the way through. The Senate races, they were wrong even way even more. In Maine, Susan Collins won her election when she was supposedly 17 points behind. That's absolutely ridiculous. There's no way that you can actually trust these polls anymore when they can't even get basic Senate races done in Maine. This, uh, they they don't seem to not even have any credibility in normal races. We could give them credibility in 2016 and just say, oh, they weren't they weren't expecting a candidate like Donald Trump to run. They didn't have ways of monitoring the election when with Donald Trump as such a polarizing character. So so we can give them credit for 2016, but they should have learned by 2020. And let's say that it was just Donald Trump wrong. Maybe they just can't pull Donald Trump. Donald Trump supporters are just mysterious. No, they're wrong on like every Republican election, which makes you start to wonder if it's more of a malice thing than just a complete ignorance thing. Because if you're that wrong, you're either the worst polar on the planet Earth or you have an agenda. You're trying to discourage Republican voters from going out and voting. That's the only other – those are the only two choices you're left with. So they're either ignorant and they need new jobs or they're malice and they can't be trusted. So that's what you're left with, America. Um, so, But there's a bunch of different voter fraud myths we need to talk about because a lot of this election has been geared towards – a bunch of voter fraud all over the election. Now, I am, for one, am not one of those people that's going to accredit voter fraud to Biden winning the election until there's evidence to suggest that. There is voter fraud. That would, it would be absolutely ignorant of me to say that out of 140 plus million voters that there was absolutely no voter fraud. That claim is absolutely ridiculous. However, the other claim I think is almost equally ridiculous that every state that Donald Trump lost only lost because of voter fraud. I think that's a bit outlandish, but we can, we can call voter fraud out when we see it because above all else, we want to make sure that the right guy gets into office, right? That's the number one thing. 
But in order to actually call out these allegations, you have to first understand what is myth and what is fact. So let's look at a few of these myths first. One of the myths that was roaming around the internet for quite a while was this Michigan Secretary of State website, which was lively uh, counting different votes in different counties all across Michigan. And for a long time when that counter was being done, Donald Trump was clearly ahead, even when the national polling was showing that Trump was behind. And people were like, what the heck? Is, is, is these national polls lying to us? Are these national ballot counting places lying to us? Is New York Times, um, you know, MSNBC, are, they, are all their counters all lying to us, a AP? And in reality, the reason that website was so incorrect, or not incorrect, but so behind the rest of them is because they were doing county by county as opposed to all the counties at once. So in the Michigan state data, when Trump was winning, it was counting only 81 of like 83 counties. And when the other two counties came in, those are vast majority Biden supporters in those counties, which was expected. That's why Michigan was so far ahead for Biden and the website was wrong. Um, there was also this Arizona Sharpie deal that was actually really concerning to me. I was like, are all these ballots just being uh, marked incomplete or, or voided because people are, were using Sharpies on their ballots? And it turns out that even if the machine is unable to count that vote for some reason, you can still – they have other processes that are allowing them to actually count those Sharpie votes. So every every vote in Arizona will be counted. Um, another another myth that was going around is that there was supposedly more voters than votes in, in Wisconsin. But – that was using 2018 data. And even if you were looking at the 2020 data, it wasn't completely accurate because Wisconsin allows for same-day registration. So people were actually going to the polls, registering to vote, and then voting. So it, there, was a, there was a disparity there, but that's not due to any malice at all. It was simply just a, a case of registration numbers incomplete. Um, there was also one of the biggest ones that was really shocking is on election night, after everyone went to bed, there, everyone saw these giant vote dumps for Biden where we went to bed and Donald Trump was up in Michigan and Wisconsin by 100,000 plus votes. And then in the middle of the night, 138, 150,000 votes were dumped for Biden. Now, it did look sketchy. It looked completely sketchy. But upon looking into it further, it, it looks like almost all of those have, have clear explanations. With Michigan, for example, one of the counties was reporting uh, in, uh, incorrect data. They had a typo in one of their counties that, said, that recorded Biden only having 15,000 votes in the area when in, in reality had 150,000 plus votes in the area. So when they made that adjustment, it was a big spike. And then for Wisconsin, actually, there was a voter dumps for Biden and Trump at the same time. But when you see those graphs where it's kind of like this, this steady gradual arc and then a big jump up. And so everyone's like, look, Biden has this massive jump up. Trump actually had this uh, a similar jump, but much smaller. It was just right behind on the line. So Biden's went up like this, and then Trump's went up too, but not as much, making Biden take Wisconsin and Michigan. So there's a lot of these, these errors going around, and they're important to look at them, of course, because we want to make sure that everything is fair. Everything's There's no malice, manipulation going on. We don't want any of that, of course. But we have to make sure that the allegations we're making are backed by actual information. And it's fine to say, hey, look, this Arizona Sharpie deal, this, these, these vote dumps for Biden, they look, they look suspicious. And then when we look at them and they're like, oh, okay, so that, that makes sense. Okay, we're getting, we're getting our, our Sharpie votes counted. And then we need to back off of those and look elsewhere. Because if you keep attacking the same things that have already been proven to be false, you get this boy cries wolf sort of issue where you really can't trust what you're, you're, you're hearing from the, the right anymore. Because if, if you just keep calling voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, and you actually have no factual evidence, 
uh, to back that, then it gets suspicious. But that doesn't mean there's no voter fraud. Absolutely not. Those are just the, 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 the fraudulent ones, the ones that have already been debunked. There's a few ones that are even more outrageous, really. Overall, there's tons of shady stuff. But one of the biggest ones for me is that they weren't actually allowing Trump campaign observers into their um, ballot counting areas, which is against Michigan and Pennsylvania law. And luckily, they actually got that overturned. So now observers are supposedly allowed into into the voter counting places. So that, that's been covered. That's been uh, dealt with now. But it is weird that these these ballot counting places weren't allowing Trump supporters or Trump observers into the ballot counting areas. And they were actually pushing them so far away that some cases they had to use binoculars to see what was going on. And then they even put up poster board in the windows for supposed security reasons but it just it's there's a lot of a lot of sketchy things to be looked at and i really hope we look at all these things because the number one thing we want to make sure is that we have a fair election but honestly if you're talking about a fair election the biggest issue is not voter fraud the biggest issue is the media and the polling and social media and hollywood and literally everything is stacked against conservatives everything you could possibly imagine makes this an unfair election not in terms of voter fraud as much, but in terms of what you're actually giving the American people information. Social media has censored the president a million times. Yes, he says a lot of BS, to be honest. He says a lot of things that aren't true. He's, he makes a lot of outlandish claims. Sure, of course, we can, all, we can all agree on that. The question is, do you think that social media, do you think the, the hierarchy gods of Twitter should be in charge of what we get as information? Or should we, should we have a comment section under that post where people go, oh, Trump said this. Let's see if that's true. And you can see retweets, comments from other professionals saying this is not true. Uh, here's a link to disprove that. Or do you think we just need to have a little note from, from Jack Dorsey at Twitter that says this is not true because I said it's not true. That's not how this is supposed to work at all. So if you're talking about if this is a fair election or not, your first accusation should not be voter fraud. It should be is this a fair election? In terms of, did the media give you guys false information? Or not false information, but they only gave you one side of the story? Or is it more damaging that social media is completely censoring any conservative content? Or is it more damaging that Hollywood refuses to put out any movie that actually in endorses con conservative values? Or is it more damaging that every sports team in the world is now woke? It There's... there's no way you can say this is a fair election in terms of what is stacked against us, but you can't just put it all against voter fraud. So there's obviously a lot of things that we need to have happen in these elections to go forward because one of the biggest things I'm worried about is that no one will trust the elections coming out in the future because last in 2016, everyone on the left went crazy. They said they said they called Trump an illegitimate ruler. They said he's not my president. Hashtag. Uh, Hillary Clinton was was had the election stolen from her, all this nonsense. And I'm worried the right is about to make the same mistake that the left did in 2016. And that's really dangerous because the number one thing we need in this country more than anything else, I don't care if Donald Trump wins or Biden wins at this point. I just want to be able to trust the elections. That's it. In order to do that, the number one thing that it's so simple, none of these things are actually like controversial in any way we need transparency we need to actually see what's going on arizona had a great policy where they live streamed a lot of their voter voter count uh, counting places so you could actually like go on and see exactly what was happening everyone could do that that's an amazing amazing thing um they had 
uh, voter counting places uh, where their, your campaign observers won't even allowed. You need to let your campaign observers in so that both sides feel that things are going down in a fair, farewell, uh, fair way. And there shouldn't be any mail-in ballots other than absentee ballots or medical necessity. The reason for that is because is not because I, do, I, I don't think it actually results in much voter fraud. I don't think that happens, but it does open the doorway for that. And more importantly, it makes people skeptical of the results. It makes people not trust what's going on. It makes there be more civil unrest. And there's just a lot of disagreement on all these issues. And I think the more transparency you add, the less obstacles you put up for people to accuse voter fraud. If you just make things nice and simple, people will be able to accept elections a lot easier. Now, put all of that aside. This was a fantastic night for conservatives. And you're like probably like, we just lost the presidential election, most likely. We lost the presidential election. How is this a great night for conservatives? Well, there's a million things to be really excited about. One, we took a lot of seats in the House, which is really important because in 2022, that puts us right in aim of taking the House back from the, from the left. In the Senate, it looks like we're going to maintain a hold of the Senate, which is huge because now Joe Biden is going to be one of the first presidents since like 1850 where he doesn't have control of the, the Senate and the House going in the one of the first democratic presidents since i think 1850 um that that joe biden won't have control of the of congress so he won't be able to push a lot of his radical agenda that we'll be talking about another another things to be really excited about for conservatives is we beat the media we beat social media we beat hollywood we beat the polls we beat everything and even in places where people were voting for joe biden over donald trump they were ticket splitting, and down the, the rest of their ballot, they were voting Republican all the way down. That's huge. That means that it's not the ideas of Trump that are losing. It's not his, his policy that's losing. It's Trump that's losing. It's his, it's his toxic character. It's that people are like, yeah, I like his policy, but like, I can't handle another four years of this guy. And I get that. I get that. He's a headache and a, and a half. He's, he's absolutely toxic, to say the least. But – you can't say that his ideas are what lost in the election. We're going to actually talk about that in a minute. And because of this, it's been a horrible night for liberals. And you know, and from the left, really, is if you can see this, is everyone is freaking out from Andrew Yang to Rachel Maddow. Everyone and Nancy Pelosi, they're all talking about one thing, changing the Democratic Party. Because they realized on election night, they did horribly. You would expect them to be thrilled, you know, popping open the champagne celebrating, having a party. They won the presidential election, but they realized they won it by the skin of their teeth and they should have easily beat Donald Trump. That, that shouldn't have been an issue for them. They had everything on their side, everything stacked against them. How did they, how did they not just win with a landslide? And and, and they were also like, oh, well, how we have all the, the minority votes. Well, it turns out this election, Latinos and black supporters uh, and black voters a, a largely switched parties. A lot of them were registered Republicans now, and they voted Republican. Donald Trump was actually able to take more of the minority vote than any re the Republican since 1960. He did amazing despite him losing, and that's really incredible when you when you put everything against what's happened. So, liberal or uh, the left is really really faced with a, a difficult decision. Are they going to continue down this radical path or even go to more towards that? That's what uh, AOC – or I'm sorry. I don't mean to catcall AOC because she gets really upset about AOC even though it's her, her Twitter tag. Uh, no, the Honorable Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she says that they, they, they almost lost the election because they weren't radical enough. They weren't, they weren't appealing to radical notes. And to that I say uh, 
Yeah, go for that. Do that. Do Be more radical. Be more crazy. Because for the right, that's going to be fantastic. Or you could take the Nancy Pelosi route, which is smarter politically, or the Andrew Yang route, yeah, route where they've noticed they're not appealing to working class America anymore. They're appealing to the very rich and the very poor. And that's it. Now, Biden looks like he won the election, so it's important to understand what that means. Luckily, because we maintain hold of the Senate, not a lot's going to happen. Let's be honest. All of his radical agenda is not really able to progress in any way, as long as we hold the Senate, which, like I said, is very likely. However, there is things to be worried about. I mean, he's completely in control of foreign policy now, and it's it's not like he's ever been right on foreign policy in his entire life. Also, large parts of the economy is based upon the, the faith uh, an investor has in the economy, and uncertainty kind of kind of uh, shakes the, the investor's faith in that sort of thing, which is actually interesting. If you looked at the stock market, when it looked like Trump was winning, it was going up, and then it looked like Biden was winning, it was going down. But then once the people realized that we were winning the Senate, it went way high because that means the federal government can't get in the way of business. It can't intervene in business if the Senate and, uh, and, the, and the presidency don't do anything. It's a wonderful, wonderful sight. When the federal government gets out of your business, the economy does fantastic. It's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. Um, but it's also going to be interesting. The next four years, you're going to see a shoulder massage from Biden. Uh, it's going to be night and day compared to the last four years of the media where they just ate into everything that Trump did. Everything that Trump did was the worst possible thing he could have ever done. He could never do good. Now everything Biden does is going to be fantastic. It's going to be wonderful. I mean, even if he does nothing, oh my gosh, what a brave, brave, wonderful president. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite the, the shift here. But in all, honestly, we're not we don't really know what to expect from Biden because he's taken every position possible on the face of the earth. I mean, what, even if you take any, you can take any example. But let's take fracking. He's taken every position on fracking you could possibly take outright ban fracking. Oh, I love fracking. Or let's just slowly work it out. He's taken every position on every issue ever. So there's really no way to gauge what he's actually going to do other than to say, I don't think he's actually going to be in control of his party. I think it's Kamala Harris as president now. I don't think really Biden won the presidency. I think Kamala Harris and the left won the presidency. So we're going to see what they can actually get done. I mean, foreign policy-wise, there's there's going to be new trade deals that develop. He's going to probably enter the Paris Climate Change Agreement, which is just a waste of money and doesn't really do anything. I mean, it, there, that's a whole other topic of discussion. But every aspect of the, the Kamala Harris presidency is going to be Struggling with the Senate to get any radical policies done, which is good. It's fantastic. Nothing will really be done on the legislative land. Foreign policy is our biggest worry and culturally because now they have a platform to push their agenda on everyone else. Now, there's been a little bit of talk about Trump possibly winning with the, the 12th Amendment where basically just nothing no, – there's no way to determine who actually won the Electoral College and therefore it goes to the House of Representatives. I think that's kind of an outlandish theory. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean short of a short of a miracle from God himself, Joe Biden is, is going to be the president. So that's really not worth anything. Now, the last thing I want to talk about today is something that's really, really interesting. It's this idea that – Everyone talks about, oh, oh man, Joe Biden almost lost. That good one. I mean, that was close. But Trump almost won. Like that's really impressive considering everything that's stacked against him. But no one understands really why. No one. Everyone's super confused, and you can see that because even people that are really close friends of mine, they don't understand how Biden was able to win this thing, and they're ticked about it. They 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 notice that 
there's no way that they don't know Trump supporters that are secret Trump supporters if he didn't win an out in a, in a landslide. They, they, they've been hearing from all of their friends and relatives and neighbors that they're like, oh, it looks like everyone I'm surrounded by is a, is a Biden supporter. He's going to win by a landslide. And then when that didn't happen, they're like, huh? So this, this tweet really, really speaks volumes to what, what is happening on the left right now. And this, this was retweeted by a bunch of people on the left, including some of my close friends. Um, and it says this. If you voted for Donald Trump, say it with your chest. Go ahead. Be hateful out loud. Don't be my face all nice and then vote against my rights and my friends' rights behind my back. So clearly this person is insane. And she's had a really hard time managing the fact that people disagree with her on politics, which is really interesting. And the most interesting thing is I don't think Trump won because of his policy in 2016. I don't think he did. If it was because of policy that Trump won, then why didn't someone like Ted Cruz win? They agree on a lot of policy. Um, uh, there's a few issues that they obviously disagree on, but their their policy is very similar. And so, if it was just about policy, why didn't a, a policy ideologist like Ted Cruz win? And why did Donald Trump win instead? And the reason is really simple: Donald Trump is not a politician; he is a cultural warrior. And what I mean by that is he is just a giant middle finger to everything on the left. Picture you're 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 just in a small town and. Missouri and wherever you're at and you just see on the news all the time that if you disagree with them on policy you are labeled a racist a sexist a homophobe a bigot all the names you are named all the names and here comes a politician that finally comes and says no you're not and if you think that f you seriously f you that's that's the message that Trump was bringing to the table that's why he won it wasn't policy policy helped him a little bit sure people like me love policy but one of the things that people hated being called was all these names just because they disagreed with him on policy. And they're getting sick of it. They're getting tired of it. They hate that the entire world revolves around the left. They hate that when they turn on the basketball game, they can't watch it without a bunch of woke slogans on their backs, without being told that if they disagree with them on a, on a police shooting or a police brutality shooting that they're racist, if they disagree with them on on if, on if on genders, if there's, if there's one gender or two, gen, or two genders or a million genders, if you disagree with them on these policies, you're labeled a transphobe, you're already a bigot. Any policy they, they propose and you disagree with, you are labeled a hateful, evil person. And people got sick of it. And so if you want to win elections, if you start wanting to win elections, this is to the left. If you want to win elections and you want to beat Republicans and you want to beat conservatives, stop being radical and stop being a piece of crap, to say it nicely. Um, now Trump lost because now Trump did lose and there's, there's really two reasons for it. Okay. The media and COVID that's it. That's the only reason he lost the election without COVID. He would have won with a landslide and without the media he would have won with a landslide because, because Trump's COVID policy hasn't been that bad. It really hasn't. Every one of Biden's plans for his like, you don't have a plan. I have a plan. If you look at his plan, it's the same thing as Trump's plan. There's no difference here. Okay. Trump's plan was very good. Every single governor um, has attested that they received every uh, resource that they needed, which was all Trump had to do as the president of the United States. That's all he has to do is supply the states with the resources to manage their issues. That's all he has to do, and he did that. He came through. Uh, and, and if it wasn't for the media twisting that into he's killing 200,000 people, and I think a lot of people actually felt that because they see themselves locked down. They see they see the death tolls rising, and they and they they need someone to blame. And I get that. I get that. I I get not voting for Trump because you see death tolls rising. 
I think it is a little short-sighted because I don't think the president has any control over a virus. In reality, it's it's really it's a virus. Um, but that's that's what came down to why Trump lost. Anyway, that is the show for today. Please go ahead and, and tune in and subscribe and like and share with all your friends because Leviticus Productions is going to be releasing a lot of new material. We're going to be releasing a, releasing a Christian talk show where it's going to be deep theology topics. If you've ever been interested in, in deep theology on salvation or hell or heaven, whatever you're interested in, we're going to have a podcast for you there. We're also going to have a debunked series where I'm going to be going over different religions and different ideologies, and I'm going to be working through them and debunking them for you. And this is also going to be a weekly program where I'm going to be going over the news and commentating on it and keep you up on everything in this Joe Biden presidency and uh, hopefully the very little that's actually going on in the legislative realm. Um, But yeah, my name is Levi Erickson, and this is The Levi Erickson Show. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Also, please check out our other Leviticus Studios productions, including the Debunk series, Bias Free News, and Why Christ. The Levi Erickson Show is produced by Wyatt Winfield and Peyton Hovilla. Music by River Erickson and Andrew Montgomery. Thank you.